Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Good morning. A reading from Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to 56, during which the birth of Jesus is foretold. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth. He went to visit a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Who are you? Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. How can this be, since I am a virgin? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The child to be born will be holy, 
he will be called son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was not able to conceive for nothing will be impossible with God. Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country. There she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard, excuse me, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed are we who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken by God. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Mary continues her song of praise, which is known as the Magnificat. The choir will sing this shortly. The scripture tells us that Mary remained with Elizabeth for a few months and then returned to her home. This concludes the foretelling of the birth of Jesus.
you pray with me now the words of preparation which are in your printed and digital bulletin. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. When my grandmother, whom we called Granny, died, At the age of 90, and all of our family had assembled in Oklahoma City for her memorial, we discovered something shocking. My cousins, siblings, and I could not believe it. In our grief, as we were sharing our stories and our remembrances, we realized that each of us believed ourselves to be her favorite. My cousin Laura thought she was the favorite because she was my grandmother's namesake. My sister thought she was the favorite because she's the oldest grandchild. My cousin Mike thought that he was the favorite because he's the only grandson. And I was convinced that I was her favorite because I carry on her legacy as a minister and I resemble her in appearance very much. In fact, sometimes when I look in the mirror these days, because I'm, I'm about the age now that she was when she became a grandmother, although I'm not close. <laughs> sometimes when I look in the mirror now, I see her looking back at me. So how could it be that each one of us was her favorite? Well, My cousins and siblings can think what they want. I thought to myself, I know that I was the favorite. Well, it seems like we have a question of favorites in today's scripture as well. The greeting of the angel Gabriel to Mary in our scripture from Luke begins, greetings, favored one. And I admit that has always bothered me. Anyone else have trouble with that greeting? Well, I was certainly willing to believe that my grandmother could play favorites. I'm not so comfortable thinking that God does. And so as I came to the text this year, I decided to focus on this word, favor. When something in the text bothers us, it's actually an invitation to deepen our study and to listen to what the scripture is saying to us through prayer. When something in the scripture just sticks in our craw, as my granny would say, there is a message there to be heard. And as I came to the scripture, this word favor did open up. Something new revealed itself. And what unveiled itself is that favor isn't Favorite. The word favor means at its basic level approval or support. It does not in itself suggest a superlative or a comparative that one who has favor has more approval or support than someone else. Just that they do have approval or support. They have favor. Mary had favor, God's approval, God's support, God's love. 
When we hear the proclamation of the angel Gabriel for Mary as favored, we need to hear in it the echo of the proclamation throughout Holy Scripture of God's favor for all of humanity and for all of creation. For us, hear these words again. And behold, it is good, God said, of God's creation. And lo, I will be with you always until the end of the ages, God said through Jesus. You are my beloved with whom I am well pleased, God said through the power of the Holy Spirit in descent as the Holy Spirit spoke. The words of the angel Gabriel to Mary, greetings favored one, the Lord is with you are a blessing, a reflection of God's presence and support for each of us. But look at what Mary does. The scripture says that upon hearing these words, Mary is confused and perplexed, troubled. Her response is kind of like hearing the blessing of favor and instead of feeling beloved and secure, immediately going to a place of insecurity, wondering about who might be more favored. Mary's response is so often our response when blessing and support and approval just shows up. We doubt it. We are skeptical about it. We don't trust it. Why do we go to this place of concern or of worst case scenarios when we receive the blessing of support and approval. Sometimes we go to this place even the, the most strongly when we feel we've done nothing in particular to earn the goodness or support. Well, part of our human condition as human beings is that we are prone to insecurity. Even when God is constantly trying to demonstrate to us God's love, Remember the words of the great hymn, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Why do we do this? I submit to you this morning that at the root of this insecurity is fear, fear that we aren't worthy, fear that we do not have God's approval in spite of any demonstrations, fear that we are alone, fear that it is just too much of a risk to rely on this love. But God calls us out of that place of fear. As the angel Gabriel, God's messenger, goes on in his address to Mary, the angel says, do not be afraid. And then reiterates God's support of Mary through the word favor once again. You have found favor with God. Significantly, it doesn't say you have found the favor of God. It says you have found favor with God. In other words, through your relationship with God, you have found the truth that you have God's approval, God's support, God's words for Mary are God's words for us, to trust that, to move out of fear 
and let the goodness of these words wash over us. What would it take for us to do that, to trust these words? The angel goes on to say, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. And then Mary speaks again. And in this promise of accompaniment, in this promise of presence, we can almost hear the beginning crack in Mary's doubt as she speaks her next words. The turning toward that withness, that Emmanuel, that God with us. She says, How can this be? I am a virgin. And then the angel paints a picture of what God hopes to do with Mary, what God hopes to bring into being through Mary, and what Mary is called to do on earth, saying the Holy Spirit will come upon you, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary answers simply, saying, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. May it be with me according to your will. In this simple statement, Mary demonstrates what it takes to trust in God's approval, God's support, God's favor. She lets go. She leaps. She releases her fear and steps into the unknown, trusting that she has God's support, knowing that that withness is with her and with us. As Mary leaps, she trusts she will be caught up in the loving embrace of a loving and good God. The poet Kathleen Norris describes Mary's acceptance of God's favor in this way. Mary proceeds as we must do in life, making her commitment without knowing much about what it will entail or where it will lead. I treasure this story because it forces me to ask, when the mystery of God's love breaks through into my consciousness, do I run from it? Do I ask of it what it cannot answer? Shrugging, do I retreat to facile cliches, the popular but false wisdom of what we all know? Or am I virgin enough to respond from my deepest, truest self and say something new, a yes that will change me forever. The focus of the second Sunday of Advent is peace. Peace is found in trusting that you have God's support, God's liking, God's approval, God's unconditional love. Peace is found in believing that God always has your back. Always, always, always. It is in the peace of that knowledge that you are not only unconditionally loved, but unconditionally supported, that miracles can happen. To find favor is to demonstrate the delight God has for each of us as individuals and the hope God has for the world through the way that each of us becomes bearers of good news. 
To this day, each of my granny's grandchildren remain convinced that each of us was her favorite. But what we are really reflecting is her favor, her unconditional love, her regard, her support for each of us, her demonstrated delight in each of us. And that's how it is with God. We are all God's favorite because we all live in God's favor. And in allowing God to work through each of us to bear God's presence in the world, we too have found favor with God. May you trust in God's unconditional love and may you trust in God's trust in you to be a bearer of good news. Amen. for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week.